0: Hockey fans, it's an exciting time of the year if you are indeed looking for that hockey. That is, of course, if you're looking for men's hockey. I'm going to be talking about the IIHF, some decisions that they've made for their men's and women's tournaments moving forward. And then I'm going to take you over to Locked on NHL where they get you ready for World Juniors happening in Edmonton and Red Deer. That's coming up on Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey Seattle hockey fans, if you're watching, this is Christmas Eve, so uh, wishing a happy holidays for all, whether you are celebrating this holiday or whether you celebrated Hanukkah, whether you're going to be celebrating Kwanzaa or anything else in between, uh, wishing you and yours a happy, a merry, and a healthy. But for today's episode, we are going to go over the IIHF World Championships. Now World Junior Championships on the men's side is set to happen uh, this December through the new year. We've talked a little bit about that because our guy Maddie Beneers, our first ever entry draft pick, will be suiting up for Team USA. That being said, I want to start actually by talking about the IIHF decision to cancel the the U18 women's tournament, which is essentially the companion tournament, although not billed as it, that's a whole nother issue, but the IIHF slated to cancel a lot of their tournaments happening in January because of COVID concerns. I'm going to take you over to an article by Emily Kaplan of ESPN kind of detailing some of what is going down now since this article came out, uh, we've already gotten word from the IHF, but I still think Emily did a great job. So it's uh, the headline is IHF canceling January events, including U18 Women World Championships, sources say Um so the International Ice Hockey Federation is canceling all of its January events because of the rise in COVID-19 cases and could announce the move as soon as Friday, sources told ESPN Thursday night. The cancellation include the cancellations include the, U, the 2022 U18 Women's World Championships in Sweden, making it the second straight year the IIHF will have not staged the tournament. Now that's where a lot of people are very much up in arms in the women's hockey space. You've seen everyone from um Kendall Coin Schofield to Hillary Knight uh, to um, just all kinds of players, uh, Tara Sloan, who's a personality for TSN, a lot of people very upset that the women's worlds have been canceled for a second year. And here's the thing, they're straight canceled. The IHF is saying that they cannot reschedule in Sweden due to some of their COVID concerns and and the like. And some people are wondering then why not just Changed the tournament. We saw that they did that for the IIHF women's worlds. They canceled the 2021 worlds, uh, the 2020 worlds, excuse me. And in 2021, they honored the, that Canada was supposed to host. They were supposed to host in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but they moved the tournament to Calgary, Alberta. So a lot of people wondering why, instead of canceling the tournament for the second straight year, why not find ways to reschedule and just postpone the tournament? Because here's the thing, and I don't want this to get lost because I'm going to be honest, I kind of feel like it is getting a little bit lost. COVID is still an issue. And for me, the reason and rationale why you would host a, a juniors tournament on the men's side given COVID concerns with fans and why you can't host a women's tournament at all. Even if you did it without fans, some of it is the jurisdiction Sweden versus Canada. However, um, you also have to ask, and I don't know that many are, but why are you hosting a men's tournament, the show must go on, is essentially what the IIHF is telling us on the men's side, whereas the women's tournament out of an abundance of caution we're canceling altogether. And one way or another, the math ain't mathing. Are we more concerned that women can contract COVID? Are we less concerned that young boys uh, and you know growing men can contract COVID? Is it a money thing? There are a lot of questions, and I think that a lot of the heat that the IIHF is getting is warranted. I think that there is a little bit more of an explanation that can be given regarding why we're going on with a a tournament amid a worldwide pandemic, but also why if the standards and the rationale – are somewhat the same. And honestly, I'm not convinced that they are again because Sweden and Canada handling things very differently. But can you see how there's just a lot of questions, a lot of people um, upset? And of course, uh, as you'll hear for Locked on NHL, Tyler and Gil from Locked on NHL are going to talk about how this is an amazing opportunity around the holiday season to get together with other hockey-loving fans and watch the future of hockey. And you can't do that on the women's side. You can't even do that on the professional women's side. And here is the IIHF with an opportunity to provide that equity lens. And we see yet again for a second year that they're not doing that. And that's not the only thing. If we put COVID aside, you have to acknowledge that women's tournaments, whether at the senior level or at the junior level, which again, they don't even call juniors, they call it UA 18. So the marketing is very different there as well. Although essentially it means the same thing. But when you market two things that are exactly the same differently, people don't see them as the same. So, you know, anyway, um, there there is a lot of concern. I mean, how they've streamed the UA teens on the women's side uh, the type of marketing that they've provided or even having the tournament in and of itself. So, what are your thoughts? Let me know what you think about the IIHF decision to cancel uh all of their January tournaments. Now that does include some men's tournaments, uh it, it includes other women's tournaments. Um, At the different division levels. So it's not only women's hockey that is being impacted. However, a lot of people are plucking out that we have world juniors about to happen and the equivalent of world juniors. We have world juniors on the men's side. Men's world juniors about to happen while the equivalent of world juniors on the women's side has been canceled yet again with no rescheduling plan in sight. Let me know what you think, but now I'm gonna take you over to Gil Martin as he hosts a conversation about the IIHF Men's World Junior Championships set to happen in Edmonton. This holiday season, you should make sure and grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even tastes better than a candy bar. And of course, we're talking about Built Bar. You get the best of both worlds, tasty and delicious, delicious and healthy, low in calories, low in carbs, low in sugar, but high in protein. That's what you get when you chomp in to Built Bar. There are so many amazing Built Bar flavors. You might have a hard time choosing how do you choose between cookies and cream or double chocolate or cherry and raspberry, mint brownie or peanut butter brownie. Well, you know what? You can always try and do one of their mixed boxes, which is a great way, or you just get them all. And here's the great thing. You can make sure you place your order. You have enough to make sure you're not hangry during the holidays and that you have a few treats to share with your favorite auntie. And that's by going over to Built.com and using promo code LOCKED. 1-5 for 15% off your next order at built.com. So get your favorite flavors, think about your favorite relatives, and of course yourself and your own peace of mind, and go get you some Built Bar for the holiday. As always, happy snacking!
1: Junior championships are just about to get started, and Tyler Cool is here to preview it. Let's start looking at some of the teams and the players that are going to make an impact on this tournament and we'll start with group a and uh, the first team we're going to look at is austria uh obviously not one of the favorites but what what can we expect from the austrians and who do we look at in this tournament
2: tough goal last year for austria and there's been a little bit since they made it up into the top group or the top pool if you will in this tournament because obviously it's not just the world juniors the one we're talking about now there's the division 1a 1b and then two and three and whatnot by the way belarus whoever gets relegated this year belarus will be taking that spot they just won the division 1a title recently the only real kind of person that we all really noticed was sebastian Ranishitz, their goaltender and he came in wasn't supposed to be the starter and even though a lot of us didn't know who the starter was going to be anyways with austria but he comes out makes 194 saves in three games like he did everything he could to try to give the the austrians a chance obviously didn't quite work out for him you know he's he's had time playing in american ice played for victoria a couple games this season in the whl before going back home getting ready for this tournament with team austria but a lot of people are looking up front for this team and that's marco casper he's a 17 year old kid he had one assist last year for the for his country in the tournament as a 16 year old mind you and he's been playing well. He's been playing in the top league in Sweden, the Swedish elite league for uh, for Rogel. And four goals and two assists in 24 games. I know that's not, you know, in, on this side of the pond, not world beating numbers. But if you ever look at some player stats in Europe, there, I mean, there are some guys that, you know, if they can get a point a game, that's pretty good. And this kid's only 17 playing against men. And stylistically, what are we expecting from
1: them on the ice?
2: Compete. I mean, that's going to be something that's real hard. And and they know that too. You know, they've, they had a couple tough games last year. Obviously they played in the same group as, uh, as Russia and they, they just, they couldn't find their footing. I think now maybe with a little bit more experience playing at this top level, I think you're going to see a little bit more of that and just kind of just never giving up. Right. And that's what we saw from Ranishitz last year is the fact that even though his team was down a few goals, he kept trying to make some big saves. So that's what Austria is going to have to carry into this tournament.
1: All right, turning to the Czech Republic, uh, been been to that country. They love their hockey there. Uh, y- your thoughts about wh- who we should look for on their roster this year?
2: Man, I, there, there's a couple guys that I'm really excited about. Jan Misak, who is a Montreal prospect. This is his third world junior appearance. This He's been around a time or two. And, you know, now he really knows what to expect. And the Czechs, I mean, they haven't won a medal in, it, gosh, it, it's been 16 years. It's going to be 16 years so they don't do it this year. The last one came in Grand Forks back in 05. And they've finished out of out of contention. They've lost in the quarterfinals each of the last three years. And it's it's been a tough go for them. But I think meshek's going to be the kind of guy they're going to have to rely on. So far, last year, at least, he had two goals and an assist in the World Junior Championships. This He's I mean, having a really good year at Hamilton in the Ontario Hockey League. He's averaging over a point a game. He has thir- 17 goals, 14 assists for 31 points. Very dynamic. Actually played, because obviously the OHL didn't play last year, actually got to play a couple games with Laval. scored two goals in 22 games. So this guy is pro experience playing against some older folks. So that's going to be something that he, the experience he carries in. Um, I really like Jan Bednar. He's a Detroit prospect, plays for Acadie Bathurst. And a Bathurst team that's kind of, you know, come see, come saw right now. Up in the Quebec league and he's 10-6-2 right now, 902 save percentage with a shutout. You know, he's he's off and on, but I think if he gets going and gets in the right rhythm, he can be big. But if not, they have Yaka Malik or Malik behind him who plays for New Jersey, or plays for New Jersey, the New Jersey prospect, plays uh, for Visting in the Czech two league. He's having a breakout year there, 17 and 6 with a 1.8 goals against him, average and a 926 save percentage. So goaltending will be key, but they have a couple weapons up front.
1: Let's turn our attention to the German team. What do you expect from them in this
2: tournament? There was almost no expectations for them yet. They make it to the quarterfinals just about four or five days after getting killed 16 to two by Canada. And I, that that's what this, this group brings, you know, this is not just a team that's going to fall over after one game, which is why, I mean, they, they only did win one game last year in the tournament, but that's what this tournament is about. You beat, one team one you get one win you could be into the quarterfinals and that's what they need to do again they have uh, i'm really excited to see what luca musenberger brings from the back end he's you know they're calling him one of the best prospects since mo cider which obviously you know has been what a year since that since that's been the case <laughs> uh detroit fans are loving him right now and obviously Edmonton, that's where he's drafted or who he's drafted by. Musenberger may have that ability. He's playing right now for the University of Vermont. And, you know, that's another team that's kind of on the lower end of Hockey East right now, unfortunately. I think they still have, you know, a couple players that can compete on that team. And he's one of them. And their offense is going to be led by Florian Elias. He plays for Mannheim. uh, Speaking of Mosheider, Alder Mannheim in the top in the in Deutschland. And he's he's looking pretty good. He had eight points last year in his first year of the league, trying to get things figured out. Two goals and two assists so far in 21 games. Ended up leading the team in Germany last year, if I'm not mistaken, with four goals and five assists in the World Juniors. So once again, bringing that experience in goaltending wise, it's going to be a question mark. Nikita Kwap, who is a Carolina draft pick, he plays for Krefeld in the German league. Not great numbers. Only played about nine games this year. Three and four. The three five two goals against average. Or they can turn to. Florian Bugel, who has who was on the was going to be on the team last year, didn't play at all, but he plays in the Austrian Junior League for Red Bulls and is having a decent year, a couple of shutouts and a 10 and six record. So it, it's not going to be easy for Germany, no question about it, given that the group that they're in. But you know what? They can compete, maybe against the Czechs and certainly against the Austrians.
0: No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. And traditional fantasy sports. Are long-term losing propositions, but don't fear, never fret. Stat Hero is here. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where you, where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup, winner take all. It's a never-before-seen innovation where, in fantasy sports, the house shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are control in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play, um, your how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice. But to take it because they're daring you to beat them. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com/hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com/hockey with promo code hockey for a 100% match at stathero.com. Best of luck and put together your dream squad, beat the house win some cash and nothing better than that. We're going to get back to locked on NHL doing their world championships primer. You heard a little bit about uh, group a, we're going to take you to group B and then Gil and Tyler also talking about what teams they expect to see competitive for medals. Bet online has you covered this holiday season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before with their upgraded website and interface. But even with the upgrades, bet online remains your number one spot for all sports betting action. This season, you can head to the website right now and get a 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON over at betonline.ag. Again, that's a 55-0 welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. From basketball, football, of course, the NHL, and even your favorite Las Vegas casino games, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. So don't wait to take advantage of all of the specials available for the 2021 season. Bet online where the game starts.
1: Uh, let's look at Finland. They're always a dangerous team. What do the Finns have in store for us this year?
2: Boy, oh boy. They're, they are a very, a very interesting team. I, I it, it's well, Just like last year, it's going to come down to Finns or Canada in this group. I mean, they have Topi Niemela, who was another returning guy from last year, who had two goals and six assists in the World Junior Tournament. And you know what? They they earned a bronze medal with guys like him, and he's a Toronto prospect for a reason. Now with Carpot, he's close to a point of game in Liga right now. He has six goals, 18 assists, and 24 points. Good skater, good shot. Just it looks very comfortable on the ice and in these situations. I uh, love Joachim Kamel as well. He's a very young player. He's a draft-eligible prospect. Uh, plays for JYP in Liga. 18 points in 21 games played, missed a little bit of time due to injury, but just came back right before that team started is getting plans to move to Edmonton. And that's really important because he's going to bring a little bit of youth and a little bit of spunk. Played in the under 18s last year, got to see him down in Frisco, scored three goals, looked very com- comfortable playing on a stage in the international stage. And I think he can certainly do something there. Goaltending, I mean, it's, it's a toss up y'all Blonquist and Levi Marilyn in. Marilyn Blonquist will probably get the start game one. And he's a Pittsburgh prospect for a reason and he's playing pretty well right now. And I, I had to look at these numbers and I had to go back to look at his game charts to make sure they weren't a typo on elite prospects. And with Carpot, he is 4 1 and 1 this season. So only a couple games, not too many. He has a 964 save percentage, three shutouts. And you ready for this skill? 0.73 goals against average. He's and terrible. Car- he's, he's terrible. terrible. And the crazy part was, I had to make sure I'm like, okay, how good is this team? Because, you know, we're going to get to Yaroslav Askarov here in a minute for Russia. And he plays for St. Petersburg in the KHL, who just pretty much dominate everybody. We don't need to know. We don't need to talk about how or why they're amazing, but that's okay. But here's the thing. Like, Karpat's like fifth or sixth in the league right now in Liga. league. It's not like they're undefeated and killing everybody. This is a team that's battling. And with when he's in net, they're pretty well set.
1: Uh, Team Canada. So uh, where, where do we stand with the Canadians?
2: You know, it's crazy. Some people are coming up to me. It's like, oh, Canada, it's not Canada's year. And I'm like, I don't know what, because like there's a lot of players, so many players got cut from this team. And, you know, myself, I, you know, I've unlocked on caps. I was kind of bummed not to see Hendricks LaPierre get the opportunity, given the fact that he started the year with Washington in the National Hockey League. But when you look down this list, it's kind of hard to find a spot for him. I mean, obviously from Michigan. Hello, amazing blue block M right here. We'll get to how many Michiganers are in this tournament when we get to the other group here in just a moment, but Owen Power and Kent Johnson, the two leading scorers on the Wolverines, they're on the team. Cole Perfetti, who plays pro hockey, played a couple games for the Jets this year, spent most of his time in Manitoba, point of game player there. He's also another returning guy. He's on the roster. And then you have the top prospect this coming draft, at least as of right now, Shane Wright. He's having... Not a world, not a crazy year in his second full season in the Ontario League. Not as quite as great as he was in his rookie year. He had 66 points, led all rookies that year. So far, 30 points in 22 games. I know that's above a point a game, but there's a couple guys that have about two points a game right now in that league, which is pretty crazy. But then you also have the 17 year old Connor Bedard, or 16 year old Connor Bedard, excuse me. 16 years old. He joins the likes of Gretzky and, and McDavid of guys that have gone into this tournament. And after being the WHL rookie of the year last season, my goodness. I mean, I saw him at the under 18s last year where he scored seven goals, seven assists. He was one of the youngest players even there. And he dominated, looked great in the gold medal game against Russia and just so dynamic. It's, it's hard not to say Canada's a favorite. I know we'd say that every year in this tournament gill, but I mean, even the goaltending, I mean, it's not like last year where it was, you know, you're trying to figure out who's gonna be the guy. Like this year, there's three goaltenders. You have Sebastian Casa, who's a Detroit prospect, looking really good for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Dylan Gurran plays for the Ranger or Rangers prospect. Plays for Cam Loops. He's having a great year as well. He's fifteen and four with a one eight five goals against average. That's two Dub goaltenders on this team that are good. And Brett Brochu, who is undrafted, quietly having a pretty good year in London, is a two four eight goals against average with a sixteen five and one record. Played a game with Wilkesbury last year as well during the OHL's canceled season. So this team has three good goaltenders and a lot of good players in front of them. I mean, it's it's yeah. incredible.
1: Let's. Turn our attention to group B. Let's start off with the Swiss team. Uh, you know, Switzerland is, is, is kind of a, a dark horse. They, they always have one or two really good players on their team, but the depth isn't always there. Where do they stand this year?
2: Boy, I, I had high hopes for them last year. They had Marco Rossi coming in there and I thought, man, this kid's going to tear it up. Get hurt game one. Then that just, that just ruined their chances. But they have a couple guys that are someone to look at. And, you know, it was probably the one of the perks of doing the under-eighteens last year with Bruce Levine and a couple of other guys down in Texas broadcasting the games. Because half of these teams are just like, I remember that guy. I saw that guy last year. And two of them that really stand out for me on this are on this team's blue line. Brian Zanetti, who ended up getting drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers this past summer. He's, you know, he's got nine assists right now with Peterborough in a few games. Very good puck moving defenseman. And then Leon Bichelle, who is Almost impossible to miss. He's six foot five. He's a big, tall kid, big, tall drink of water. And he's playing in the top league right now with the Suns. He's still 17 years old. He was 16 when I saw him last. And I was like, man, this kid, he's going to be something here. And you know what, with his size and his mobility at his size, something that he can certainly develop into, he's going to be a guy, I'm not going to say a highly touted prospect this coming summer, Gil, but he'll be around in that middle of the pack where someone's going to really think that that's going to be a diamond that turned out of the coal there.
1: Yeah should be interesting. So your outlook for Switzerland. <sighs> uh,
2: it's it's not, it's, I, I hate to say it. I can't, I won't, I'm going to come out and say, I'm going to sound like, oh man, Russia, United States are going to get killed, but Slovakia. No, I, I think, I mean, Kevin Pasha could be the, possibly the goaltender for this team. And I saw him last year, plays with the Omaha Lancers in the United States Hockey League. There were some games and they played Sweden and they played Canada where they were just getting Pummeled in shots and even Belarus because Belarus last year in the under 18s was this really sneakishly good team and they were just getting hounded with shots. and He made some huge saves in that tournament. So if he can really bail his team out, more power to him. Uh, Noah Patton is probably the other guy they're going to look forward to. He plays for St. John's in the Quebec League. If they get the goaltending, you know, if a guy they can bring out like a performance that Matt Shogard tried to do a few years ago, I think they could compete it's once again, you just need to find a way to get possibly one win if you want to move on. And that's what they're going to have to try to do. And they may have offensively. It's going to be a little tough though, I think for them. So Tyler continuing our look at
1: group B Slovakia is the next team up on the list. And how do the Slovaks look coming into this tournament? Who are the key players to look for?
2: They have a couple good returning players. Uh, Martin Kromiak, who is a Los Angeles prospect and Alexi uh, McLuca are a couple other guys that I think are are going to be the ones that look to bring in the veteran presence. Uh, Kromiak, who also plays for the Kingston Frontenacs with Shane Wright in the Ontario League. Those two guys really hook up pretty well, but it's going to be the guys that are draft eligible this year that I'm really interested to look at and see how they produce because Uras uh, Lukoski. I mean, he was held pointless last year in the tournament. He looks like he's a little bit hungrier and once again, a little bit more mature as well playing this year. He's played a lot with the under 20 TPS team in Finland and the junior league there has 18 points in 11 games and has actually played quite a bit as well with the top team in Liga. He has only four points in 20 games, but once again, this kid's 17 years old playing against a lot of guys that are 27, 28, 29 years old, trying to simply make his way in pro hockey. And you know, if he can produce the way he does in the Finnish league, you know, just bringing that kind of compete level to this team, that's going to be important. Simon Nemich on the back end is going to be a very exciting, I think, prospect coming into this year's draft too. With Nitra this year, which is the Slovakian top league, he has 13 assists in 22 games. He had four assists last year, which I believe was either first or second on the among the Slovakian blue liners in last year's tournament as a 16-year-old. I mean, this kid's only going to get better and better and better. And I don't think that too many teams are going to pass him over, especially teams that need a defenseman, a good puck-moving defenseman. Uh, Goaltending is going to be another question mark. Because Slovakia, unlike the Czech Republic, unlike their Czechoslovakian brethren, I don't know if they want me to call them that, but I did it anyway, so I'm going to get some hate in the comments (laughs) for it. But that may be their tough part. They have a couple of USHL goaltenders coming in here. Simon Likoski, who is actually a Nebraska-Omaha commit, so certainly, he's going to be ready to play next level hockey coming in next season. Actually, does certainly have some winning to his pedigree. Last year, winning the Clark Cup with the Chicago Steel, and he's playing pretty well with the Madison Capitals this year. He's bounced around the league despite as good as he is 11 5 1 with an 8.92 save percentage. not Amazing numbers. Uh, Radoslav Elias will probably be his backup. He plays for the Green Bay Gamblers. So, goaltending may be the weak spot, but they certainly have a couple of good young pieces up front that can you know, maybe cause some havoc. All right. Sweden, always
1: competitive in, in these international tournaments, whether it's the world juniors or the Olympics, where do they stand this year?
2: Well, they don't have the pressure of keeping that round robin streak, uh, the winning streak they've had since, gosh, I, f- I forgot how many years it was, but it was 54 games. I just remember that. And at least they don't have to worry about that anymore. Now they can try to focus on winning because that's been the case. Oh, they go four and zero in group play. Awesome. Knocked out in the semis, knocked <laughs> out you know, losing the gold medal game to Canada. So it's, it was just crazy how they find way they found ways to lose games since winning it all in 2012. But they have, I mean the, the team I saw last year in the under 18s is just about the same team we're seeing this year. Simon Edmondson on the back end, big kid, good skating defenseman, six, four, six, four. I think he is six, four, six, five. I know my friend, Rachel, uh, uh, Rachel Johnson is going to come flying through here and say, I told no. Um, but anyway, so, uh, the reason, there's a reason why Steve Eisman took him in the first round of this year. He's really good at moving <laughs> the puck well. Alexander Holt, who's been playing a lot with the Utica Comets of the American League, the New Jersey, uh, New Jersey Farm Club, 10 points in 11 games this year. This is also, we we're talking about some other guys that have played. This is his third world junior championships as well. In 12 games, he's got eight points. So he's really looking to have a real breakout year with that maturity that he has. People are comparing him to Lucas Raymond, which uh, is a dangerous thing to do because, A, you know, for other teams, oh, watch out, he's pretty good. Or B, it's like, Wow, you're comparing him to a Calder candidate. That's right. quite, quite the – No, quite pressure. The no, no pressure, pressure. No pressure at all. <laughs> um, and also uh, on the line, they there's been talks that he's going to get put on the line with Oscar Olison, who is a Colorado prospect, and William Eklund, was a San Jose prospect. But well, Eklund was actually supposed to be on the team last year. Unfortunately, Sweden had so many COVID issues, he was one of them. So he actually, unfortunately, had to sit out. So I think he'll be hungry and ready to help Sweden kind of make a run this year.
1: All right, Team Russia, uh always competitive uh again one of those teams that, you know, consistently competing for the top. Where are they going to be this
2: year? Oh man, you know, it, it's it's one of those this is one of those teams since winning in 2011. It's like, all right, Russia's got this much talent and just finds ways to lose games in weird ways, right? Like whether it be in the semis or even in the gold medal game. Uh, But goaltending, it's going to be Yaroslav Askarov, third world junior tournament. I'm pretty sure there was a... I'm pretty sure Canada, they see him back on the roster thinking, is he going to hold on to his stick this year? I don't know. <laughs> Askarov's stick, I'm pretty sure his Twitter's been quiet, but I am pretty sure he's ready to make a comeback in this tournament here. <laughs> um, I mean, but there there's no question, though. I mean, Askarov, there's a reason why Nashville took him, you know, right in the middle of that first round a couple of years ago. He is a still a very good goaltender, having great numbers with SK St. Petersburg player. They they have a good def- they have a good blue line as well. Uh, Shakir Mukdamidlin from New Jersey prospect and Kirill Kirsanov from the L.A. Kings system. Those are me the guys in the back end. They're 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 a good team. It's just whether or not they actually can get it done when it matters is that's going to be the big question with the Russians, as it always has been. And
1: last but not least, Team USA. How do the Americans look heading into this
2: tournament? <sighs> People are, people are hammering down to the ground that this is not going to be the U.S.'s year. And I, I can understand why. Because last year, Gil, this team had Spencer Knight and Dustin Wolf as their two goaltenders. I think that's a pretty darn good tandem, if you ask me. Now, we yeah, had Spencer Knight hasn't had the greatest start to this season in the National Hockey League, hence why he's in Springfield. But there's a reason why he was in the NHL last year because of how good he was at Boston College and in this tournament. This year, the goaltending that's going to seemingly come down to Drew Komesso is a Chicago prospect. He's having a okay year with the Boston Terriers, even though that kind of that program is right now on kind of a transition phase. But that's going to be probably the big question mark up front. They're great. Holy cow, Maddie Beniers up there. Uh, Brett Barard, who is having a breakout year with the Prov- Providence College. He's right now tied for fifth in the country in goals with twelve. He's a New York Rangers prospect as well. Sasha Passageoff tied for second in the Ontario league playing for Guelph, mentioned Guelph playing London right now. He's unfortunately not there, which is a bummer for them because he's got 20 goals so far in 26 games. The Anaheim prospects looking good. I mean, in the back end, you have Jake Sanderson and Luke Hughes. Yes. Another Hughes in the NHL coming up kids. He's drafted by, he's going to go play with his brother, Jack in New Jersey here in a year or two. I mean, it's, it's, this team is really good, but yeah, to my point, the goaltending is going to be the big question. They have the talent to put the puck in the net and the defense to do what they can to keep it out. Just will they get the big saves that they saw from Spencer Knight in the last couple of years? That is where the big question mark with this team coming through. I still have them finishing a top group B, no question. But if they can't get the saves, that's going to hurt come the medal round.
0: Thank you as always for listening to Locked on Kraken and making it your first listen of the day. I got a hockey assist from Tyler and Gil over at Locked on NHL today, but don't fret, next week we will be keeping up with Benier's Watch. We're gonna keep an eye on our prospects. We're gonna focus on prospects. Maddie Benier's Watch is coming up, but first, on Monday is the 100th episode of Locked on Kraken. And we have an extra special guest. I've gave, I've told you to make your estimated guesses. Who do you think is the special guest for the 100th episode of Locked on Kraken? I'm pretty excited. This person's got maybe more energy than me, which is saying a lot, but I'm so excited to have our special guest and... We're going to celebrate 100 episodes on Monday and then. Get you ready for all things world championships, world juniors on the men's side of things. We'll see if the IIHF comes back with anything regarding the women's U18 tournament. And of course, then we're getting ready for the Seattle Kraken to return to the ice. We'll be getting ready for the new year. And in the new year, that also brings the 2022 Winter Olympics. And me, your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala, will be in Beijing for all the men's and women's hockey tournament. Don't forget also that we're going to continue our series with Ann Kimmel to get you ready for the Paralympics and sled hockey as well. So never fear, plenty of hockey coverage right here for Locked on Kraken. Thank you for making us your first listen. As I mentioned, thank you so much for being along this wild ride for 99 episodes with Monday making 100. Until then, I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala of Locked on Kraken, reminding you to hold fast, stay true, and as we always say here, let's go Kraken!